0: Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.
1: Hi and welcome to another edition of the Talking Windham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier, here of course for the Committee for Windham, and you can jump on their Facebook page or their website and check out uh, all the programs that are coming up that they've got running, uh, the ones they've done in the past. And, of course, you can also check out previous episodes of this podcast as well, the Talking Wyndham podcast. Today, you're going to meet Linda Sullivan, and it's a bit of a follow-on from last week. Last week, of course, we met uh, Dean Menzel uh, for the second time, this time as the overall winner of the Winnovation pitch competition. Well, uh, Linda Sullivan won the growth prize, uh, $1,000 cash, uh, after a terrific pitch about her business, which is called Night Ollie. Now, uh, you might be wondering, what's Night Holly about? we well, are going to find out. And it's something that we've all experienced. Either we've uh, been involved in it personally or we know someone who has or we're the parent of someone who has or we're the brother or sister or whatever of someone who's been involved in this because it is a universal, it's bedwetting. And Linda Sullivan has a wonderful, wonderful way to get around it. Uh, not an age-old cure but uh, a brand-new innovation. Let's find out all about it here on the Talking Window Podcast. Uh, Linda, I guess firstly, congratulations on uh, on winning one of the awards at the Winnovation Pitch Competition. Well done. Thank you very much. Now, we should point out you won the growth prize, which is $1,000, but Night Ollie. Now, tell us a little about what Night Ollie actually is.
0: So, children's spare wedding uh, solution, so many children and teenagers around the world uh, wet the bed at night and this uh, system is designed to help these children overcome this. It's uh, a global, um, it doesn't discriminate, bedwetting does not discriminate between anybody and uh, it's an alarm system that when the child weaves on the mat overnight, the alarm will activate and hopefully wake the child up and most children who wet the bed at night have the inability to rouse yeah. if they need a wee at night.
1: Yeah. It's something we've all experienced uh, either uh, in person or as a parent or, you know, as a sibling or whatever it is. It, it's something that's obviously been part of uh, every one of our lives. When did, when did this idea kind of first uh, click into your head, Linda?
0: So my background nursing at the Children's Hospital in Melbourne and uh, I was asked, a long, long time ago to go and relieve uh, one of the nurses uh, so she could go on a break. <laughs> and uh, I, that, uh, I went into this bedwetting clinic and I didn't even know it existed in the hospital. I was uh-huh. up on the wards and um, and I, I just loved it. I loved the, the fact uh, that these children would come in almost in despair and then when they'd come back for their return appointment, they'd just have this utter joy and this achievement and, and it was just palpable in the, in the room all the time. And, and then the wait for uh, access into the public health clinics is so long. I think at the, mel- at the moment, some of the hospitals in Sydney are up to two years wait. Jeez. And if you've got a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, So as my husband originally said, why don't you buy these and just start? And I bought two alarms, it's advertised and off I went. And then feedback uh, from many, including Barbara, (laughs) at the council when they were judging for the uh, business awards, said, you know, it would be really good if you owned everything, including the alarm. So I said about it, it's been a four-year journey and now they're manufactured and I'm sitting in my room surrounded by bed reading alarms <laughs> um, that are, are being sold, yeah, with not, not a lot of advertising yet. So it's it's, yeah, that's how it came about.
1: Jeez. Uh, no, there's been, I mean, uh, you know, wives' tales about how you fix the problem and how you address sure, yeah. it and, and uh, empty your bladder out and don't drink after a certain time and yeah. all those things that, that sort of have been thrown up against the wall over the years. Uh, the, yeah. uh, but I, I guess one of the things that uh, need to talk about too is the mental anguish that people go through who are involved in this in terms of either being a parent or being the person, the kid involved of wedding yeah. the bed. It, it just, it it... it Its mental strain is quite uh, severe as well as the physical.
0: Yes, and this this is one of the reasons that I love uh, doing the bedwetting treatment this way is that the teenagers in particular don't have to see anybody anymore. You know, they don't have to be dragged because that's what I've seen, you know, these teenagers. I mean, the the shame and yeah. they can't look at you. And I used to always think, oh, you poor thing. And then I'd look at the mum and think, how the hell did you get him here? You know, you need a medal. And <laughs> and then other times they wouldn't turn up and, and the mum said that they were not getting in the car. They were not going to talk about this. So, I mean, this is the shame and, and then the conflict within the homes is quite huge, you know. Um, The father might have an opinion, the mother-in-law's got an opinion, everybody's got an opinion on, you know, don't drink after four o'clock. I've heard uh, amazing stories of uh, children being uh, restricted and and not allowed to drink and and then they just tell you they just went to the bathroom and drank out the tap anyway. So, you know, parenting, we need achievable, sustainable stuff, not... um, that type of thing. So, yeah, it, it is uh, – I've met, you know, 16-year-olds. They've never been on that football camp. They've never been on the scout jamboree, um, you know, the big scout and, camps and things oh. like that. They just haven't done it.
1: That's sad, isn't it? That's a that's a really sad endowment. So what I need you to do, explain to me how it actually physically works.
0: Yes, so it's interesting you ask that because a lot of men, <laughs> you know, men want to know how that works. So I have attended these conferences around the world, and the fact is that they don't actually know. So the bedwetting alarms are not new. That concept of weighing on a sensor yep. and an alarm going off have been around since the early nineteen hundreds. And they've of course developed, and uh, mine now are just so cute, and they are far <laughs> removed from a medical-looking device. Yeah. Um. So th- they're just saying really the Pavlov's dog of uh, we on it get woken up by an alarm, go to the toilet, finish doing a wee, and then that over time begins to wake these children. Um. And the amazing thing is that most of these children eventually just sleep through the night and they don't even need to wee in the night. So the bigger question is, where does all that wee go? Because the parents report, you know, it is head to toe urine, you know, with the boys in particular, the yep. pillows, the wet, the, everywhere. So wh- how, how do we how do we do that? How do we? retrain that brain to hold on to that we overnight or some of them will be people who need to get up for a wee, but not most of them sleep overnight. Within three weeks they're holding all of that we
1: in. Wow, in three weeks? That's amazing.
0: Yes. Yes. It is amazing. Sheesh.
1: So do you do you have an answer to the to that question? Is like, No. You know, yeah. No, oh, they wow. don't
0: know. Yeah, they they is if you ask any of the paediatricians around the world, and there's you know these conferences go for three days, and um, you know they 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 used to happen, of course, before when we could get around the world, yeah. um, and, and they say we don't exactly know the science behind it; we just know they work. That's yeah. how, that's how they say it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you can't argue with the uh, with the results, obviously. No. <laughs> no. What uh, what's what's the medical reaction been to it? I mean, cuz the medicine is very much a can be a very cynical uh, field in terms of, mm. "Oh yeah, right, we've seen this 155,000 times before. Why is this one different?"
0: Yes. So they, what we do know and this is uh, part of night Ollie is as well as the alarm and Matt, there is guidance given by myself. Um, so when the parents purchase the Night Ollie alarm system, there's also a uh, online portal that they can access. So all of those little things that over you know my many many years of doing this sort of preempt the questions. And I have the answers for the parents. So they might say, look, my child's not waking up. Yeah, we know they're not going to wake up because this is their problem. But these are some tips to help uh, rouse your child overnight. We know week one is very hard. Um, So all those little, uh, you know, take your child off the top bunk. This is not something that we want, you know, a child safety reasons and all those little things that we yeah. know improve the success. Uh, so this is why those paediatricians like programs like mine that, that are the whole thing, not just here's an alarm, go for it, because we know that a lot of people give up uh, because it does get a bit tricky with these children.
1: And, if, yep. and and the, and the, the key I guess is that everyone has to buy into it don't they the parents the uh, the, the child involved everyone has to be a part of the uh, the solution to yes
0: this. yes and and this is a big part I I'm, I'm very very particular about that they do start at seven years and over uh, the little say prep children they don't cope very well at all they're just too young, they're too busy yeah. um, starting school and, and all that goes with that hard for that age group so like from grade one on um, and that's when I find that the children are more ready and realise that maybe their peers are not wearing nappies to bed, they start having sleepovers and they start to twig that you know, this is not right and they want it they're motivated and then the parents are pretty, you know, the, the nappies are not holding the amount of urine. So they're washing as well. And, um, yeah, so so it does have to be a group decision, a bit of a deep breath and um, we're doing this.
1: Do you run into the uh, the parental problem where, you know, I mean, we, we bust our, as parents, uh, and uh, I think every parent can say they're guilty of this, we want yeah. our kids toilet trained, you know, before uh, the kid down the road's yeah. toilet trained. So we want them uh, sleeping through the night, not wetting the bed before the kid down the road is doing it. So we're, yeah. we're very competitive in that area. How do, how do you address that as a, as a kind of part of what you're doing?
0: Yeah, so I, I usually, a, a lot of what I'm doing is keeping uh, the parent calm about that and that you, your child is in a night nice nappy because that's fantastic. That cuts your workload. Nobody needs to know about it. Yes, the family down the road are all dry, but you're not. Let's just relax, keep calm, and then, you know, let's get through winter. This is what I always say. Let's get through the Melbourne winter Leave that child in a night nappy and then then we we go ahead. So a lot of that is just everything is okay and everything is going to be okay and you are doing the right thing. Yeah. So that's what most of us parents need to hear at many stages.
1: Yeah. Because that anxiety uh, is is Mm. like, like you know, a a cold. It gets spread. (laughs) The anxiety that parents feel is transferred to the child far more than they even could possibly imagine.
0: That's true. And that often uh, if I uh, hang up from talking to a parent, I'll just say, please go back to your, you know, six-and-a-half-year-old or your seven-year-old and say, I've found night Ollie, I've spoken to Linda. This is what we're going to do and we're, you know, we're going on this holiday. We're just gonna run out um, you know, through winter and by your next birthday, this is and most children are very, very calm because everybody's explained what's happening, why we're doing something, and it's just that courtesy and respect. That I like to give children as well. The yeah. fully informed family is is the way to go. They're, they're going to cope a lot better if there's plans. They understand why, and then move forward later.
1: It must be a very satisfying uh, experience too when uh, you know you get to that three, four, five, however many weeks it takes, um, mm. and uh, there's success. That that must be incredibly satisfying.
0: Yeah, the sense of achievement is huge for these children, and um, the parents report all, all you know almost every time there's sense of achievement, uh, their improved self-esteem. Yeah. Um, that you know, because sometimes these, particularly when they're a bit older, they just think it's never going to go away because remembering they're doing this in their sleep so they just wake up and they're wet and they think how did this happen and if there's somebody saying you know you're lazy or you know I told you not to drink it you know that drink that big drink of water and you know so of course the child's thinking they're doing something wrong and the parent thinks oh I saw them have a wee I, I don't know and it just becomes just too much for everybody, and nobody knows what to do. Um, and then, you know, when they find these solutions, the the change is enormous. And a lot of these children, they can't get new mattresses. Um, you know, the parents not going to fork out money for a new mattress and mm. when doonas and stuff when there's urine going to be on them every every night. So there's a lot of gifts. Uh, as well, you know, you're gonna get a new mattress when this happens or, you know, th- there's often a big gift, a big reward at the end as well. So right. it's it is it's and I, I just love it. I seem never to get sick of hearing how families and considered considering that so many people are very, very sceptical because oh, a bit. it's it's not in nobody's talking about it. So if if you don't know the solution, you just sit in your home and think, what is going on here?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. i got another bloke question for you. What's the alarm sound yes. like? It's
0: 90 decibels, which if that uh, means anything, but I've got one here.
1: Yeah, go
0: um, I might activate it and... Uh Can you hear that?
1: Yeah, I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah, so be- my
0: li- Wake up!
1: Yes, I'm awake. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Hey, Linda. The the other thing I wanted to ask you is, Night Ollie, where does where does the name come from?
0: Well, it just was um, with help of a few people, we put our heads together, and it used to be a dry bed, (laughs) which I I liked that as well. But um, we started just to change into the softer, calming tones and, you know, just a calming effect. So we've had feedback for this little night ollie owl, which is the alarm, that it is quite calming for children to have in their bedroom. So that was the the intention back then. So just, yeah, that was the intention, just keep calm, try and uh, make a little character and... Um, help children feel a lot calmer about having this alarm thing that's going to yeah. go off in their room.
1: Yeah, no, that's yep. a thing. Are you, are you looking at overseas uh, sales with this and taking it overseas?
0: Yes. It's um, actually on Amazon USA at the moment. Oh. Yeah, so we've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of work to get it into the U.S. Huge, actually. <laughs> yes, uh, that's no mean feat because it's it's classed as a medical device, so it has to go through the FDA. Oh, okay, yep. So that's uh, not for the faint-hearted.
1: Yes, I can imagine that's uh, bureaucrats at their finest, <laughs> uh, if if there's such a word. But congratulations on uh, on what you've done. It's uh, it's obviously a terrific idea. It's uh, it's going to go uh, gangbusters worldwide, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it all started uh, in the little back box here at uh, in, in in Werribee. So that's uh, in the city of Wyndham. I that's that's nice. I know. I love it.
0: That's a it great is. story. And, and the Wyndham Council they're just so fantastic at helping small businesses and. You know, it's it's just uh, great up there. The atmosphere, the other day, even though I did win the money, uh, but even if I didn't, it's just people are just so nice up there and and happy for you and and want you to succeed.
1: Good on you, Linda. Congreg- very, very congratulations supported. on Night Ollie and uh, and good luck for the future.
0: Thanks, thanks, Kevin.
1: Thanks, Linda. What a terrific idea good luck with uh, the launch of that in America once you get past the uh, the FDA and jump all through all those hoops and there are many I'm sure uh, I'm sure we are going to see that as an international product so congratulations to Linda and next week we'll continue the series once again with uh, another one of the category winners from the Winnovation Pitch Competition it's local business, it's local ideas uh, it's terrific for the economy uh, in the City of Wyndham and uh, obviously as Linda's proving well beyond that as well but thanks for listening to this edition of the Talk Windham podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Check out our previous episodes on the website. Also, of course, on the Facebook page for the Committee for Windham. Take care of yourself. I'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for listening. Talking Windham is an initiative of the Committee for Windham. All the latest news and events
1: are on our website and Facebook page.